0: Hello and welcome to a very special Spooktober tabletop roulette episode of Sleepaway, a game by J-Dragon based on the GM-less and Dice-less Dream Askew and Dream Apart system by Avery Alder and Benjamin Rosenbaum. In this game, we play as camp counselors, fighting to protect our campers from the Lindworm, a nightmarish creature that flays the skin of humans and hides within each one of us has been traumatized by the Lindworm, though it's gotten harder and harder to remember those days as the summers slip by. But one thing is for certain, we will stop at nothing to keep our camp safe. Please be advised that this game includes graphic body horror and violence, including against animals and children. We as a group have discussed our safety tools beforehand, as all tabletop role players should do, and we will be vigilant and compassionate with one another throughout the course of this session. However, in no way will we use this game to exploit the inherent power and balance that exists between counselors and campers because of age and experience, nor will we be complicit in the institution of uh, racism and colonialism present in the history of summer camps in the US. We here at Tabletop Roulette encourage you at home to do the same in your own games. Grab your favorite Halloween candy, pull up a chair, and sit back while we play Sleepaway. I just hope you're not listening in the dark.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, pull up a chair and put down your chips. It's time for a tabletop roulette. Sleepaway, a GMless game of horror, dreams, and summer camp.
0: Hi, my name is Reed. I use they, them pronouns, and you can find me on @reedplays on Twitter. I will be playing Augie, the ropes keeper.
2: Hi, my name is Alyssa. My pronouns are they, them, and you can find me on Twitter at adisasterqueer. I will be playing Raphael, the song leader.
3: Hi, my name is Tricky. I use he, they pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at theclevertrick. I will be playing Red the Athlete. Hi, my name is Dusty Hill.
4: Uh, I use he/him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at dust e hill. Uh, and today I'll be playing Zed the Counselor.
0: All righty, we have a card. It is the Nine of Diamonds. Um, The card is uh, written on the card is Lost sleep, deep shadows full of pain. Two rats have devoured each other.
3: I was thinking since we're probably gonna be picking back up at Zed's cabin, that would be a prime space for the uh the rats to show up. Especially as I'd imagine we're trying to get the uh the campers to kind of You know, just chill for a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe catch a quick nap if anyone can possibly sleep in this situation. But it's just such a unfamiliar and uncomfortable environment now that people are experiencing lost sleep and deep shadows full of pain in every corner. There is lots of snacks, though. Just let the campers know.
2: So I actually have a strong move that I want to use here, which is seeing someone tired peacefully to sleep. So... I think that we get everyone into Zed's cabin and get them sort of settled around. I mean, is this just a room for Zed or are there other beds, like a full cabin worth of beds?
4: I I, I would feel like there'd be probably like the bed in the middle, but also like a couch and just like like a little bookshelf. Because it's like about the same size as the other ones. And there's also probably a desk because it's probably open to like he has an open door policy throughout the day so there'll be like a desk and chair and then there'll be like a couch he's probably has like tons of blankets and stuff in like one of the cupboards and there there is the bed as well it's just it's just a full size because it's just him so
2: so I think that Raphael sort of gets people set up with like blankets on the couch and on the floor and on the bed. And a bunch of the kids are probably sort of sticking close together because they just went through something really traumatic together. Um, and Raphael sort of looks around and doesn't see an instrument or doesn't see an instrument that they can play in the cabin. Um, and so instead just sort of start singing a really mundane song. Um just about, you know, a sort of good night moon type song. Just like, here's all this stuff that's in this cabin, and it's a nice contra- constrained space. And, you know, we're all here and we're all safe. And this is exactly the sort of stuff you'd see if you were at home and it's nothing like the terrifying burning woods. And so the cat, the counselor, not the counselors, the kids, the campers do mostly all fall asleep, but. Raphael, obviously, cannot sleep and is just sort of looking after them, waiting. And I imagine that the kids aren't going to sleep very well, so we can have sort of deep shadows full of pain, maybe in terms of nightmares that they're having.
0: I think that Miguel, especially, is like, almost like kind of catatonic and is uh, like, kind of at one point I think I think he's like um practically like clutching you while you're singing this song
2: yeah I mean I think that Raphael is just sort of clutching them back and they tend to be more of a person more of a words person than an actions person Mm. but in this moment they're just so overcome and they can't find the words other than these songs that they already know um and so they're trying to provide comfort through their actions in terms of clutching him back
0: I think that Miguel whispers to you and says um,
2: she she didn't have any eyes and this is news to Raphael, they didn't actually talk to anyone about what happened in the nurse's cabin and so they're gonna sort of stroke down Miguel's back and be like I'm sorry Um,
0: she didn't have any eyes
2: It'll be... It'll be okay.
0: Are they gonna come for my eyes, too? No, hey. Hey.
2: We're here. We're in. We're somewhere safe now. It'll be good. Everything will be fine. Try and get some sleep.
0: How do you know we're safe?
2: Because we're... We're going to keep you safe. This is... That's what we're here for, and... Red's getting their sword, and we're going to keep you
0: safe. Okay.
2: It's... I promise, they've kept us safe before, and they can keep us safe again.
0: Okay, Raphael. Can... can I stay here? Just... Yeah. I don't want to go in a bed by myself. Yeah. Of I just want to be here.
2: Of course, and Raphael's gonna sort of grab a blanket and wrap it around them. Um, and sit sort of leaning back against the couch where there are maybe a couple other kids lying down who have fallen asleep and they're just going to sit there staring at the door
0: Is, um, Is Red in the field? Yeah Let's go to Red, see how the field's going
3: Well, I think this is probably a good intro point for the field generally The field is young, bright and full of life and victorious play It is here where young warriors play under the hot sun and where happy-go-lunky teens fool around within the shade. Uh, The aesthetic elements are dewy and exuberant. And yeah, so I I think we pick up this scene and Red has been, while all of this is going on, just kind of walking mechanically. Like they are so overwhelmed by what they've seen today, but they're taking one step after another. It's not even a uh, an option to stop. They have to keep moving. No one else will keep moving if they don't. And so it's just step, step, ponderous step, and then they finally reach the sign, and their their sword is kind of dug into it. And it's just it's always been there, as far as anyone can tell. But also as far as anyone, when they think of red, they think well. Red raincoat and then big fucking sword. And it's, it's come in handy in the past. And it's, uh, both what Red is known for and also kind of their trademark in that they've used it to protect people a thousand times before this. Like if there is a weird animal in the woods and people aren't feeling okay, Red is right fucking there. So as Red tugs on the, uh, the sword. Working it free of this sun beaten wood. I, I think the the sign kind of like cracks and splits from the force of uh, taking it out. It's just maybe a little bit ominous, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know how you would like take a letter out of Morningwood or whatever to make it even more spooky and ominous. But imagine for a moment that it did that as uh, Red takes the sword and kind of hefts it up onto their shoulder. And even as the situation seems to get spookier and scarier and ever more serious, the moment that this just immense length of steel uh, starts resting on Red's shoulder, you can see they are energized. They are ready for whatever's coming, or at least so they think. And there's maybe the first glimmer that anyone's had um, since this morning started that maybe it's going to be okay after all. And then they turn to the uh, towards Zed's cabin and start walking still mechanically, still a little ponderously, but as they go, there's a bit more pep in each step.
0: It would be a shame if someone invoked the linworm.:
3: It would be a shame, which is why I'm going to do it. Ha Beat you all
0: to it Ha. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a card, and it is the. Six of diamonds. The the description for this card is the uncanny alien sensations floating bones.
4: Oh that's, that's This is Ruddy Mysterious
3: kind of rad uh so i'm actually going to spend one of those tokens i've been saving up to redirect the lindworms play uh and express it through my weapon oh, oh shit! <laughs> so i i think that what this looks like is in the field uh you know this this is just kind of like a a very old mysterious natural area that the uh the camp's kind of been built on so who knows how many animals have died and just kind of are buried one way or another underneath the ground around us. And as Red is walking back towards the cabin, um, I think that skeletal, uh, you know, skulls and claws and fangs start to poke out of the ground around them and bob up into the air and it, it is just a bizarre scene as you have these kind of ghostly uh skeleton you know like heads and uh so i I would say like you probably have like a bunch of disembodied skulls and then there's kind of like bones kind of coalescing into something larger in the back and red for the first time all day understands and he's like finally something that makes fucking sense (laughs) And he just takes one after another, just big, bounding strides as he runs towards these skulls, and he is just swatting them out of the air with just the side of his sword. One kind of, like, bounces off the the sign, blowing another letter out of it, of course, um, as we continue to deface the camp sign in some very not metaphoric thing. Uh, And just cuts clean through another and then finally just leaps into this kind of twisting construction this golem if you will of animal bone and ancient pain and he is just gleefully hacking it to pieces Uh, it, it is just a storm of violence and passion and catharsis and by the time each stroke falls silent and the bones clatter into shards of dust and God knows what else. Red just breathes heavily, wipes off their brow, and very lightly, um, considering, strolls over to Zed's cabin.
0: So I guess like all the campers are still kind of, some of them are dozing. Some of them are too scared to sleep. We're all just kind of huddled together. And I think Augie's just sort of uh, very uncomfortable being this close to all of the campers in a small living space. Because they only have to deal with them in you know ropes course doses and you know ropes courses are what they understand and it is uh it has a regiment and and rules to it and it, it, there's a time when it happens and a time when it ends and then augie can resume their sort of hermetic existence in the woods so this is <laughs> extremely uncomfortable
4: i i wouldn't say on the flip side of that once zed gets there he's kind of like immediately kind of like look at like checking all the children um probably grab miguel from Raphael's arms because i mentioned he just fell asleep there and like gently like place me to the bed make sure they are all asleep um and seeing if anyone like is awake or whatever and he's like He's gone full, like, counselor, full making sure everyone's okay mode. While, I think, uh, very startlingly, uh, does that work? Yeah. Augie is just, like, standing, like, probably at the entrance of the doorway, just kind of, like, staring at him.
0: Yeah. And I think Augie just kind of goes, like, how, how do you do it?
4: He kind of, like, walks a little closer and just, uh, I, I just, I do. It's something, when this, when we had to deal with this shit, when I, I was younger and the same fucking disastrous thing happened. It just kind of like came to me like I, I have to like help people I can't just like let them experience the same shit because it it broke me. It you know I'm barely stitched together with broken seams. It's not more so that it's easy. It's more that I have to.
0: I uh said, I'm I'm sorry, um, I I can't do this, um, and I'm going to take a weak move and flee. Augie just shakes her head and just runs.
4: Shit, no, no, don't, don't. And they,
0: they just, they're just going, going to whatever smoldering bit of the woods is not, you know, in a fire, I guess, and, uh, you know, actually, no, um, I think the woods feel so unsafe for them now. They feel that they've they've been betrayed by the woods. Um, they're going to the lake.
4: I, I think at this point, like Zed's just gonna like bolt and like tell Raphael. Like Raphael, just just I'll be back with them. Um, and probably see Red coming up. And as he's chasing Augie. like Red, um, I'm getting Augie. Just do your thing. Make sure everyone's okay. Um, out of breath because he's not used to running so much all day.
3: Red gives that kind of like tilted up head acknowledgement and then walks, uh, I think, up to the cabin, but sits on the uh, the stairs uh, leading up to the door rather than going inside and just kind of plants their sword on the uh, the bottom step and just kind of sits there as if they're guarding everyone inside.
0: Um, I think that Augie is running for the lake and it's still... It's misted it over. I, how much time has even? I guess you know we talked about the ambiguity of time. I think I think we don't even know how much time has come past since the first things happened mm-hmm. in the morning. Who knows? Has it been only hours? Has it been days, weeks? I think it's impossible to tell. Yeah. Uh, but the lake is always misty and always revealing. And um, yeah, I. Th- I think that um, Augie goes up to it and just like is standing in it, like you know, k- kicks off their shoes and is standing in it and um, is uh, is. I guess, uh, a move that we can do here, I guess, uh, it, it it just uh, to clarify, is it that a person that has a scene there always picks up the card that they're having the scene the place in, or do you give it to somebody else?
3: Generally somebody else.
0: Yeah. So somebody else take the lake and Mm. tell me what happens. Maybe, uh, actually how about uh, like Alyssa or Dusty? I think one of you guys could, could take this.
2: Um, I'm happy to pick up the lake, but Mm -hmm. first, I would like to invoke the lindworm.
0: Oh, shit. Please.
3: (laughs) Okay. double trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Checks out.
0: Okay. This time, we have the king of hearts.
4: Oh, finding something good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, actually, uh, this card says the joyful release of rain running free on the field. Old friends coming home or uh, create and add a new minor character to the web
2: so I think that what happens is that Augie once Augie has sort of started to wade out a little bit into the lake there's it suddenly starts raining which is lovely and that it you know, is probably good for the woods and mouldering yeah. ruins there but in the rain while they're looking out into the lake they think they see it looks like there's a figure of someone out where the old Sunrise Watch used to be.
0: Without hesitation, Augie dives into the water to swim to the, uh, the Sunrise Watch spot.
2: So they swim out and it gets, it seems like even though they're swimming towards where this used to be, they're not actually getting closer. Uh,
0: that's unsettling. <laughs> I think for a while I'm just, I, I, eventually I stop and I'm just treading water. Um, can I make out any better the, the figure there? So I think that
2: it's hard to tell because it's still raining and they're just as far away as it seems like they were when you started. But it looks like a young camper um, and they look sort of very familiar to someone. Maybe a friend. I don't know another camper from the last time the Linworm visited.
0: Hello, are you there? I can't get to you, but if you just stay there, I can get to you, Richie.
2: It looks like the motion, or it looks like the figure is sort of waving you to keep trying to come to them.
0: And they keep trying. I think that this this is a, a something that is bubbling up in Augie's Mind a memory that is been, you know, as as we've discussed before, the it's hard to remember things that happened in the past at this camp, but suddenly it's starting to come back. That uh, this this is one that Richie was a camper that was lost on the ropes course to the linworm a while ago. Auggie has no idea how long. But well, this is a secret that they, they, this is, it's not the first time that they've felt betrayed by the place that they feel most at home. And now it's all coming back and they're swimming and swimming, trying to get to Richie, desperate to make it right. And, um, I think that this is definitely a, uh, I think this is a take action, um, to leave myself vulnerable. Okay. So i'm definitely very vulnerable floundering around in the water trying to get to an island that keeps getting farther away from me
4: yeah i i kind of wanted to uh have like zed come up to the lake and he already sees Auggie, just like already a bit deep in and just sees someone swimming and i imagine there's probably a dock within distance and he's just gonna there's probably a boat he's gonna get in a rowboat and just like start going that way trying to keep up and just like yelling like Augie what the fuck can't do this right now
0: the, there's a kid Richie's there I I can't I he, he's right there don't you see him
4: and that was my question do I also see them
2: think he, I don't think you do
0: yeah I don't think so
4: either yeah. I and yeah like as he's getting closer with the bow just like rowing as fiercely as he can like super out of breath but not stopping um, he's like Augie there's, there's no one there come, come on
0: I, I'm telling you he's right there I can see him he's there at the at the sunrise spot I can see his red hair from here uh, I can see him um, said, Am I losing my mind?
4: I, I think that's something that would happen as soon as like, I get like catch up to you, and I'm like right next to you, and I just reach out with my arms, like, It's I don't know, Augie, but come on, we'll I'll go with you, we'll, we'll go there together, and then, um, Augie, uh. Is lifted with uh, Zed's help into the boat. Uh, he probably gets one of the, like life jackets to put around them, even though it's like to try to help them warm up, even though it's not really what it's made for. But there's nothing else on this boat, um, and he's gonna start uh, rowing towards that sunset or sunrise spot. Um, like while he's rowing, like seeing, but he's not quite really seeing anything. But he's not saying anything either. That, like just trying to get there, so we could figure out what's going on with Augie
0: And oh. Augie still sees him, but I think as they grow closer, um, of course, if you have something uh, better, please, uh, you know, say so. But I think that as they get to like the physical spot, the sunrise spot, um, that Richie fades into the mist. But obviously, you're in charge of the lake, so if you want it to be something else.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. I was going to ask if anyone had an idea for (laughs) what the lake's move should be there.
0: But yeah, I think that he fades into the mist and, um, and Augie's just in the boat, staring out at the, at the spot and, uh, yeah, just can't even, I think, I think Augie's finally crying. A little bit it, like not it's it just just tears are going down their face it's not like a sobbing, and then i think they quietly ask zed can you take me back to shore
4: zed will kind of be catching his breath a little bit and just like see uh augie just like with those with the tears coming down their face throughout the rain noticing the clear difference just solemnly nod and start rowing back to the shore
0: and so I'm thinking as we leave the lake, um, we get out of the boat, uh, we go back to the cabin, and um, see Red there with uh, with his sword. Um, everything good here?
3: It's been quiet. Who knows if it's good?
0: Well, um, we're gonna have to... I think we, we ought to try and get to town, get these kids out of here. Uh, it's not safe here and seems like we got some old ghosts popping up more than one
3: which way is it? Well to, to, to town, I mean
0: Yeah, uh, that's the thing is we're kind of really out in the middle of nowhere. That means, um, I think it means we got to go through the woods to uh, Get there. It's raining. So I think the fire's gonna be out. It'll all get us through um but I think we're gonna have to- we're gonna have to take the risk. We're gonna pack up these kids and take them back through the way that they came. Um, cause this place ain't safe for us anymore. Red slowly nods. I don't know, what do you think, Raphael?
2: I don't, I mean, it started in the woods. I don't know... I don't know how we can take the kids back.
0: Well, it's the only way through! There's ah. no other way to get to town unless we take a really long way around and I think that would maybe be worse. We got to take the quickest way there. That's the least amount of time that we're left open to you know.
4: I think we um we the way through town. I mean, I've been recently go north there's it is through the woods there's some semblance of a trail there um carved out so it's not like we'll be under the canopy the whole time i think these kids would feel more comfortable just like now if if we're stuck here it's just gonna be worse for everyone involved
2: i mean if we're stuck here at least we all know where we are and we're all together i don't
0: and what (laughs) what we gonna just stay here forever well eventually things are gonna happen again that little girl's parents need to know what happened, and the rest of the kids, I, nah, this place is no good no more.
3: I mean, you're right, and Raphael is right too. I don't think we're going to be able to get everyone through the woods, not safely. But it doesn't mean that no one can make it through the woods. Aggie? Yeah. You know the woods better than anyone I know. You think you could. I don't know. Take someone through, try and get word out. Send help back.
0: I reckon I can try.
3: In the the meantime, I'll hold things down here.
0: All right. Um, Who wants to come with me then? uh, I'm going with you. What?
2: Oh, we can't. Every time, this is what always happens. We always... One of you has to run off and do something brave and this is why it keeps happening
0: i i mean if we can't get all the kids through the woods with us if we we can't send one person that's just there's nothing for it if yeah. the kids stay here someone's got to stay with the kids and if we're sending someone out for help it's gotta be it has to be me and i can't do it alone
2: okay well We'll be in buddies still. So at least there's that. If this is what you all, it sounds like you all think that this is what we have to do.
4: <sighs> Raphael, I know this, this is hard, but I, y- you're right. We These kids are not gonna be to, as much as I'd want them to. I know they're scared, but you're right. Being scared as a kid doesn't lead to any more productive. Um, you'll be here. Red, Red is well enough to protect everyone, I, I trust him. Um, Augie knows these woods better, I, I know how to get to town. It's, I think it's what we have to do.
0: Augie, I'm going to use a strong move here. Um, and I'm gonna be a little bit creative with this, but I have a strong move that is teach someone how el- else how to defend themselves um and uh, i think that i i uh, you know sit with Raphael and um, say hey can i you know you have a you have an ear for song and noises and stuff can i can i show you something before we go i think it will help i yeah if it'll help i'm i will do whatever i can all right so to keep us in um, in communication, um, I'm gonna teach you this whistle. Um, this, it's a it's a type of bird call, and um, but it's piercing. It'll make it through all the the wood and the mist and all that stuff. That, you know, because sometimes I think maybe it's a little magical. But if you do this call, um, I'll come for you. I'll know that you need us. And I'll I'll come back. And same for us, alright? If we get in trouble, we need you, we'll call.
2: Uh, promise? Do you promise that you'll call for us?
0: I do.
4: You should trust that. They never promised me anything.
0: I think they Damn. give you a, a very... <laughs> they glare at you, for sure. You know, no one asked you, Zed.
4: I, I have... The only smirk you've seen on my face
0: tonight. I think I've made a couple promises before and probably kept them. But we won't talk about that in front of the kids. And they say, Alright, well, get your stuff together, Zed, and we're gonna go. And rest of y'all, Godspeed. We'll we'll try and be as quick as possible.
4: Um, I think with that, Zed will like go ahead and grab Like, he probably has, like, a backpack for, like, hiking and stuff. And he's going to go through drawers. And I think it would be really good if he's going through drawers. And he pulls out um, the same picture that Augie had. And puts, uh, stows it away in the bag as well.
0: Oh. (laughs) Um. I was like, all right. Um. And, uh, takes you through the woods. Um, I think Augie, at this point, Augie has no use for the the trails because they're not um they're not direct so Aggie's kind of leading you over and underbrush um through this old growth and uh who would like to take the woods?
3: um i have the woods so i'll I'll just keep holding on to those
4: i'm thinking would this be a good point for senor linworm to come out?
0: you know what? probably yeah
4: (laughs) okay linworm person
0: please linworm person torture us some more. But yeah, while the linworm is getting uh, their stuff together, um, yeah, we're going under and over brush and it is um, definitely, it, it's a difficult journey. Um, and so we have a four of diamonds. Uncertainty, a dark cloud ahead, a scar that you don't know where it came from. So I think, yeah, it's like we're walking. It's getting very dark, but it's like the middle of the day to a point that it's getting hard harder and harder to see in the woods and maybe how do we want the scar to show up
4: i don't know it could be something that when you were going through the woods i don't know because you you got beat up when you're going through the woods i don't know if there's a scar could just like magically appear
2: i mean you could also take it more as like a scar in the woods um
4: Oh, oh,
2: in terms of like there being something wrong with the woods or the land some way. That,
0: yeah, like, well, the, oh. one of the things the woods can do is express the woods pain. Tricky, maybe you can describe how the woods are in pain slash scarred.
3: Okay, yeah. So uh, as you had mentioned, uh, it, it, it has started to rain and that's kind of definitely dampened down uh, whatever fire was kind of ravaging through earlier. And I think that as you walk, you see the the signs of fire damage throughout. You know, you have like tree limbs that are like burned and blistered and kind of split open from the heat. Um, there's a, a large tree that's kind of burned from the inside out. You know, like you get when you have like a, a weak spot and the fire goes in and looks very cool. It's also very spooky. <laughs> but, you know, you, you're you're definitely just, Augie is 100% noticing that like where usually the woods kind of see fire as uh, something of a a rebirth there's no new life there's no even hint of it in this uh, ash and soot and devastated wood it looks like it's been days weeks since the fire but nothing's growing nothing ever will
0: this place is dead I can feel it you gotta keep moving on you i know um sorry let me uh let me look at my map um i think we're not far from uh from this ridge here um if we get over it we can get to town i think um
4: yeah um looks about right hmm. but
0: i don't know things are looking all wrong it's hard to tell um I don't know if I know my way around like I did. It's all wrong now.
4: I'll you. you you've been in these woods more than anyone I know. Um, I feel, even though it's wrong, it feels wrong, we're still able to find where we need to go. Right now, it's like, we, it's not just us that we need to get through. We need to get through for everyone. I trust you. I trust you, Augie. We lead.
0: lead the way. I trust you, too. And um, I think that we can cut from here back to the cabin.
3: Yeah, and I, I think that uh, we kind of cut back to find uh, Raphael and Red kind of sitting out on the porch in just kind of a a quiet moment before whatever comes. And I I think that uh, Red is visibly, they want to say something, but they don't know how.
2: Uh, One of my strong moves is help someone find their voice. So I'm going to take that. And I think that Raphael like looks over at them and is just like, god I don't even know um it's just like I think just like looking at them in a way that finally is able to prompt them to speak
3: it's lonely all of this the the camp the uh the job just who I need to be and why I need to be it
2: it It doesn't have to be. I don't. It doesn't have to be lonely. That isn't who you need to be. It's who you're making this choice.
3: Sometimes, but it's not just me that's making choices here. This place, this. The lindworm, you know, it's. It's shaping us. It wants us to be like this. And I don't know why. I don't know how to stop being like it either.
2: I mean, just, I agree that this is how it wants us to be. It wants to pull us apart. It wants us to be scared and alone. And I just, I don't know. I think that. If that's what it wants us to do, that's what we need to fight against as well as we can. And I know that I don't always understand you or understand your choices, and I'm guessing you don't always understand mine, but I don't know. I don't think that that means that they're not compatible and that we can't work together and just because you're strong and you have this giant fuck off sword doesn't mean you have to protect us alone I know that I'm not you know a fighty type but you don't have to do this alone
3: You don't I just I don't know if I could and Red is definitely back into struggling uh, to to say what's on their mind. Uh, but I'm also going to use one of my strong moves uh, since it seems like a opportune moment to reveal my true feelings.
4: <gasps>
3: Gasp. <laughs> Red says, Raphael, listen. There's ever since... The first year I started working here, there's only one reason I came back year after year, time after time. And it's just, it's not that I don't trust you or don't want. It's just, I don't know what I would do if something happened to you. Okay. So I need to be like this. I need to do what needs to be done, and I need you to be safe.
2: Um so I know I've told you before the last time how when I was little, when I was a camper here, I used to have these horrible dreams about wolves coming for us. And I was the only one who could hear it. And then the last time when there were wolves and you went out and... I I thought that we had lost you. You ended up in the woods and you had just run off and we couldn't find you for days. We here in the camp. And it was just... I know that you were trying to protect us. Protect me, I guess, but... The thing about those dreams about the last time, it's not that I'm scared of the wolves. I'm scared of having to deal with them alone and you running off to deal with them for me. I appreciate the thought, but it doesn't actually help.
3: That just gets kind of a quiet. Oh.
2: (laughs) I'm going to take a strong move and ask, what does your character most want to hear from mine right now?
3: Ah, oh, well, that's easy. Uh, Red would very much like to hear uh, Raphael say that they love them.
2: Um, so Raphael, I think, is going to sort of take a deep breath and sigh and say, I know that this is who you are, and this is how you're trying to protect us, trying to protect me. and I know I don't sound grateful, but I didn't get it then, and maybe I'm just starting to get it now. But I appreciate it, and I I just... I, I can't see you get hurt either. I can't... I love you and I can't see you run off into danger and leave me behind.
3: Um Red I don't think has the words to to respond properly, but they take their hand, one of them, one of them still on the sword because god that fucking sword is like a safety blanket. <laughs> and the other one kind of tentatively haltingly kind of moves to where Raphael is and uh, Red attempts to very very gingerly uh, hold their hand
2: Uh, and I think that this is sort of the crux of Raphael sort of understanding understanding Red in a way that they didn't used to get because Raphael in a lot of ways needs words but they grab onto Red's hand as tight as they can and just sort of lean into them.
3: Perfect. Uh, So I think this is a good place to cut back and maybe we do like a double Lindworm channel to set up our cliffhangers. Yeah. Double Lindworm?
0: So I was going to say, though, um, that as y'all are having this, quite frankly, beautiful fucking moment, Yes. You hear the bird call come from the woods. Oh, shit. And then we cut to the woods moments earlier. Invoke the lindworm, please. The lindworm has spoken. Oh, this is good. Okay. Um, I think that maybe we can split this one in half. So, it is the Ten of Clubs. The card says, sudden attack. Destruction of safety. One camper's bed was destroyed by sharp claws. Who? I'm thinking that the attack can be happening in the forest. The camper's bed, obviously, should probably be happening in the cabin. What do y'all think? Or we can we can draw a second card for you guys. Um up to you.
3: I mean the the Ten of Clubs does seem really fitting for the uh how I was thinking this might end. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe if you wanna see if there's another one that comes out that uh fits the uh the woods crew.
0: Yeah, let's do that. So Linworm, if you wouldn't mind.
4: Oh Wait, 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 wait. If we want, there's a Seven of Diamonds becoming lost.
0: Can we, can we actually mesh seven, uh, seven of Diamonds and Two of Clubs together? But, uh, because I really like the idea of becoming lost because reality is melting.
3: Yeah, take it away.
0: But yeah, Tricky, you're st- you still have the woods, so paint us a word picture.
3: All right, yeah, so you've you've been, you made it to that ridge that you were trying to find as your landmark. And uh, as you kind of look out over it, Augie does notice that the woods, perhaps for the first time um, in the, the many years Augie has been working here, uh, they seem strange, unfamiliar. Uh, not in the sense that they're spooky and unsafe, though of course they are but also in the sense that you feel lost. Um, Nothing's quite where you think it should be. Um, You keep seeing half-remembered landmarks, but they're all subtly wrong. And really, there's nothing to do but pick a direction and see what happens.
0: I don't understand. None of this looks right, Zed. Uh, It's like, like this was here, and this... We're all on this ridge, but it doesn't look anything like I remember. The last time. The last time we was here, and I. I think. Why does it feel like? Like I've, like I I know like I've been here before. I know I've been here before, but I also feel like I I've never seen this before.
4: We're we're having. Quite a night, to say the least, it hasn't been I don't even know how long it's been uh, at this point. I think we just need to go on instinct
0: I guess um um, and I think like at this point, um Augie looks to where um it uh, looks beside them, and uh I think Zed is gone like just like as if they were never there and i think that when uh i mean of course i don't want to speak for zed but if zed looks where augie was augie is gone
4: i I think that would be appropriate
0: and i think it's at that point when augie is completely alone and that um they do the call the call for help and then we cut to the cabin
3: Okay, so we kind of come back after that very touching moment, uh, a heart-to-heart in perhaps the truest of sentences. And we'd just heard the whistle.
2: Um, so, I mean, Raphael is going to, like, startle, obviously, and, like, look around. And, we, like, you heard that, right? We we have to do something? We, we have to go?
3: Red looks around and looks again, and, like, I... I heard something, but I'm not sure.
2: We can't leave them in there alone. I'm sure that I, I'm sure that, that was them calling for help. <sighs> and um, Raphael is going to sort of sigh and like shakily say to Red, you should go help them. I'm going to go back inside and I will watch over the campers and you need to help
3: them. Red is clearly uh, very much struggling with the idea of uh, stopping holding Raphael's hand. But before um, they can say anything um, from inside, there's a crashing sound, an awful tearing of fabric and wood splintering. And then the campers start to scream.
0: Shit. Is that where we end it?
3: Yes, I actually think that is a perfect place to end it.
1: If you liked what you heard, the easiest way to let us know is on Twitter, at TTRPGRoulette, or on the Discord that we have linked in our pinned tweet. We also have a Patreon, at patreon.com TTRPGRoulette, where you can get things like bonus character creation episodes, blooper reels, an exclusive art gallery, and so much more. Links to all of that are also in our show notes. Another way to show us some love is by giving us a review on your podcatcher of choice. If you leave a good review with something you want to hear me say on air, I'll do it, as long as it's not offensive. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Our music was created by Neil Martin, who you can find on Twitter, at Bardic Martin. Our logo was created by Lee, who you can find on Twitter at The Law of Names, or on his masks AP, Otherware. This show is brought to you thanks to the support of our patrons, such as Landon Cornell, MC of Shadows of St. Fleur, Lauren Peterson, GM of Nerds on a Roll, Silva, Vanessa Haas, Zeke, Dusty, Reed, Daniel, and Tricky. Until next week, stay lucky. Audio Notes, Part 1, Untitled Small
3: Town Film Project. We could not have come to a worse place to get ideas for a horror film. Honestly, Arcadia probably isn't the best place to use for inspiration for a small town with a seedy underbelly, either.
4: I'm one of your mom's old friends, have not given me a call. Compared to where we came from, this place is clean, but it isn't creepy, either. It would not do to be less than welcoming to a newcomer to our fair town. But it's not.
3: But if you are
2: here, you are lost. And you are here.
3: Basically, all of the things that would actually be useful to me as source material for the film are not happening here. So there's this statue in the middle of the plaza. Instead, I've ended up in a town that's too boring to frighten. It's got these streaks all down its face and too average to unsettle. Is she screaming? Great.
2: Arcadia, California
1: is a bi-weekly horror audio drama premiering on Halloween everywhere
4: podcasts are found.